Yo, what's up, everybody? It is Chris Fox here with another episode of Should I Play That? What's going on, Ryan? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I really, I really appreciated the pop that you had. Every body, just body. You know, I, I, yeah. it's very good. It's very good. Listen, you have to, you have to come at this with a, a level of excitement. Yeah, like a level oh, yeah. of excitement. Like, listen. At some point, we're going to be doing this live again, like, you know, in person, and I feel like you'll get really hyped on, like, the arm movements that I'm doing, like, the expressions that I'm giving, like, I I don't know what to do with my hands right now, that type of thing. They're all wow. over the place. Wow. But it is... <laughs> <laughs> I had a good segue for that, but uh, not yet, not quite yet. We, we still have to do introductions and everything. Yeah, so... Like I said, what's going on, everybody? This is, <laughs> this is what you. I was about to say this is what you've been playing. What you've been playing. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. So, just a side note: this is once again one of the latest that we've actually recorded this episode. But guess what, guys? This is episode nine. Consistency mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. That's yep. And like, we're almost in the double digits. We're almost there, and that was really what was pushing me, man. You know, like, it's like, hey, we've, we're, we've got stuff to do, we're tired, we, you know, but we love the show, we love doing this, so, you know, I know me personally, I'm just like, one more till ten, and and we get to double digits consistently, like, that's exciting, that's you know, exciting, ten so weeks in a row. At, at some point, we're gonna be like Joe Rogan, like... Have you have you seen our episodes this guy has, has put out? He he puts out podcasts yeah. like it's nothing. Oh yeah, like it's nothing. What is what is on like five hundred or something? I, I don't oh, listen. He's in, like, he's, he's he's in the thousands. Oh, that's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, if this is the first time you guys listening. Should I play that? Is a gaming podcast. Um, I mean, just in case, like, you didn't know with the controller icon and everything like that. Who knows? Listen, you could find us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now Anchor FM. So thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you from whatever you, wherever you guys are coming from. Um, let me know if you guys listen to podcasts anywhere else. I will try and get the podcast there so you can listen to it and, you know, and share share this stuff, you know, like it, comment it, rate, like rating our stuff and commenting and sharing all of that goes a long way. Um, and it, it just helps build a brand. So, mm-hmm. um, with that out of the way, uh, what we like to do at the beginning of the episode is sort of like kick back a little bit and, and you know what, let's, and not even just like, just for this one part, cause this is a different episode. This is a, a slightly different episode because it's been a slower week, so this is honestly like our like kickback, like just chill episode. This is like the this is like the um the the filler episode where everyone goes to the beach. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So this is one of those like yo, what's really good type of things. What so. Really- mm-hmm. So uh, let's just start this chill episode with uh, a normal segment. What you've been playing? So Rod, what you've been playing, man? 
Oh, well, you know, I've been playing this uh, this this little game that you know you may or may not have heard of. Um, Objection! Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> that that joke had layers. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is right. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney for the Switch. Uh, this game came out a couple weeks ago. For everything, for Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, uh, and Steam, PC, um, it, it came out for, for that as well, which is awesome. Capcom's been really good about you know making sure a lot of their franchises get in everybody's hands, which is awesome. Um, I love this franchise. If you didn't know already from either this show or the other show, um, I've played every single game that's been released in America. Uh, the only ones I haven't played are the ones that are japan only so like i think two or three games at this point but um yeah i'm a huge fan it's they are visual novel games adventure games if you if you will and uh but they're, they're very linear in the stories that they tell but they're really good at high drama and comedy and the writing is really sharp um the localization is legitimately hilarious because it's it, it's supposed to take place like in Japan, but the localization kind of makes it seem like it's taking place in America, like San Francisco, I think. Um, so it's really weird when they always constantly refer to like burgers in really at really inappropriate times. It's very, it's charming. It sounds stupid, but they're kind of like doing it intentionally. Like it started out like being sincere, like oh yeah, we need to like not say anything weird, like some Japanese food. We need to actually like cater to these americans and now it's kind of turned into like a weird joke um but it's it's really cool it's a really great game you're playing phoenix wright who is an ace attorney it's in the title uh and he is it's just about him you know getting clients trying to prove them not guilty um and there is usually a narrative through line um throughout the entire game and the cool thing about this hd collection is that it is something that they not done quite this way before so it's actually in it's it's 16 9 so it's full hd widescreen they actually redid uh, all the art which is great um and not it's not just like kind of touched up and upresed versions of the art which is which was what the i want to say the um mobile games were the ios and android versions and i think the 3ds versions um I think the 3DS versions were a little better in that regard, but they, I think I believe that they were modeled off the mobile versions. Um, but this is completely like from you know, this is a completely redone version. So they retained a lot of the art, and it looks great. It sounds fantastic, and you even have like a, a, cool, a couple really cool options. So you can customize the music and the sound effects. Um, like the volumes, and you can do, or you couldn't do a lot of that stuff before. So it's like that doesn't sound like a big deal to a lot of people, but you know, to me, who's a hardcore fan, like I didn't get to do stuff like that before. Um, you could t change the text box transparency, um, um, and, and you so you can witness like the art in its at its fullest. I've never replayed these games before. This is my first time like actually playing through them over again. And I'm not far. I only did the first case of the first game. Um, it's a a trilogy collection um but i plan on playing a lot more of it so i'll talk more about it as the, the shows go on but i just wanted to mention it really quickly because i'm i'm i only played one case so like an hour or 
you know, hour and a half, but it was really fun, and, you know, I'm excited to play it again. Yeah, I have two things to say about Phoenix Wright on the Switch. The Switch, PlayStation, PC, Xbox. One, it seems that Capcom, once again, is doing something right with the franchises, as long as it's not a fighting game. Like, <laughs> like they they are on they are on point right now, and yeah, and second is that when you look at it as like for the price point, you're getting for thirty dollars you're getting three games, so yeah, ten dollars a game. So I feel like it's yeah. a really good value. Um, and if you, I mean, I honestly feel like the trilogy. I mean, I feel like the the, the game itself is best played on the Switch. Because, like, with the whole visual visual novel type of thing, it's like a pick-up-and-play. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know how... I don't know how I would have felt playing this, like, on a PS4. Or, like, on PC or anything like that. So... Yeah. I've had... I've seen a couple people play it, like, on, on my friends list on PlayStation. And, you know, and, and it's cool. Like, I'm glad that that experience is available for them. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that these type of games are best played in a portable format because it's like a book. Um, you, you know, you're doing a lot of reading. There's interactivity, so it's like you're doing things, you're presenting things to people, um, you're examining things. But I mean, it's very much um, it's, a, it's an interactive experience. But it, I would say an interactive novel is what I would how I would classify these games. And, and um, I do think that it, that they are games, but. Uh, but it, again, it is very linear, and I think it's best played like you know, just you getting very comfy and in your bed. Like I love playing these games in bed. You know, you know, a few minutes before you go to sleep, and you know, you could kind of jump in and out at will, and um, it's really easy to save. You get ten slave slots, which is great because in the original game you didn't get that at all. You just kind of got a single one, right? Yeah, it was a single one, a single slot, and now you get like ten. So that's really cool. So you can like save next to your favorite moments that you want to relive, and um, you can save scum to your heart's content. Um, so that's really cool. So I, yeah, it's it's great. I I love this collection. The Capcom really did a great job, and I hope a lot of people buy it because we want more Phoenix Wright here and here in America. So yeah, that is about. I think that about wraps it up for me. But Chris, what you been playing? Man, listen. Listen, listen. So this this past week has been it's 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 wild. Like I've I've been busy with like doing things between uh, works, and I'm still like squeezing in gaming time. Like it's to the point where like I'm not like I'm gonna say like I'm I'm sacrificing sleep or anything, but like we've been streaming. We've been like trying to catch up on our streaming game on Facebook. So shout out, quick shout out to that. Quick shout out to Seth the Second, my boy over from Sasquatch Gaming. He uh, he helps like he helps me out like on the streams, like shoutcasting the Smash Bros matches. So you know, many thanks to him for you know help helping me with that. But Smash Brothers, first and foremost, damn, I suck at that game. So <laughs> so, but I mean, what's cool though, and what I love about like you know playing this live with you guys and streaming it is that it's all in good fun and like we're all like we're all having fun like it's still competitive but at the same time you know we'll we'll have like a random come into the room and like completely destroy everybody so like 
everyone at that point is then swapping to their best characters and trying to like run the room. So it gets really cool uh, seeing people pull out different characters. Um, I'm stubborn. I'm I'm just gonna pick my boy Incineroar. Like that's that's where I feel like I'm at home. What, but, what about Incineroar draws you to to that deck? I, it's it's just what I what it is. It's just me and fighting games. I always gravitate towards the grapplers. So okay, yeah, yeah. So whether it be Tekken and I'm playing as King, or if it's Street Fighter, playing as Zangief, like it's that's just that's just where I call home. That's where I feel comfortable. So um, I have another fighting game that I want to get to with another grappler, but that's a little bit later down the road. But like I said, mm-hmm. Smash Brothers is. It's fun. It's a fun time. Like if you guys want, to, if you guys have a Switch, or and you guys have Smash Brothers, definitely join us. We're trying to figure out a consistent stream schedule. So right now it's sort of all over the place. Um, with you listening to this episode live now, um, we normally do them on Thursdays, but I think this week, this past week, we did it on a Sunday. I don't know, man. Listen, it's just. You know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. That's when we normally shout out, hey, this is when we're going to stream. And we're working on trying to get something like this set so that you guys could make some time to come out there. But, um, but yeah, so that's Smash Brothers. Uh, and Smash Brothers is Smash Brothers, honestly. Like, if uh, I don't really need to paint a picture of that one. Uh, yeah. Next I mean, up... There's, 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 there's beauty and comfort, you know? Yeah, and it's it's... It's a fighting game that, like, a lot of people are like, oh, is it really a fighting game? Or, and we actually talk about this in the stream, actually. Someone was like, um, oh, I mean, I can't really take this game seriously because it's a party game. And then everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Party game? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I can sort of see his side. I can see, sort of see your side. It's a, it could, it's a fighting game that could be competitive, but it's built as a party game. So, like, you could do... That's what I love about it. You could really play it how you want to play it. You want to play it with items, without items, with stage hazards, without stage hazards. It's, uh... It's honestly how you want to play it. Mm, that that might need to be a topic in the future. I, I'd like to chime in there. Yeah. Um. Next up, I guess... Half this week, I've really been playing a lot on my Switch. Um, after uh, getting just uh, quote unquote smashed and smash, uh, I you know wanted to play something a little different, so I picked up Katana Zero, and man, this is the Devolver title, right? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, Devolver Digital. Um, the, the actual developer, I think it's a really small team. Like, okay. um, don't quote me on it, but I think it's like a, it's either one guy that made this game or it's like a really small, like, you know, a couple of guys, a couple of people that made this game. But it's a, um, Katana Zero is a 2D action platformer, sort of like, think, uh, Hotline Miami meets like a side scroller like beat em up I guess like that whole like one hit kill type of thing mm-hmm. um that so the game released uh a couple days ago or about a week ago April 18th and it's on the Switch and PC right now so this game's actually pretty cool like it's um I want to say it's about 20 bucks standard so no it's 15 bucks it's 15 bucks and 
I didn't finish it, but apparently, like, I'm I'm pretty close to finishing it. Like, it's a, a give or take. You could probably breeze through this game in about four to five hours. That sounds perfect to me. I love that. And um, what I like is that with this presentation, when you're talking to, like, you know, the characters in the game, uh, like, in the little text boxes, it's like it has a mechanic where you – the character, like, the character that you're talking to is saying something – and there's, like, a bar that's filling up. If you hit, like, you know, A too early, that like or, like, if you're just mashing through the story trying to, like, skip everything, it actually, like, you actually cut the person off and, like, do an action. So, like, uh, let's say, like, right now, like, I'm talking right now, and you're, like, in the game. You're playing as, a, you know, the character. While I'm talking, there's, like, a bar filling up. And if you hit A too early, then you do that action. So it would be, like, hang up the phone or cut them off or kill them. Like it's like a bunch of actions. So it sort of like plays off of like whether or not you're actually paying attention to what the person's saying. And normally after a while, if they, um, if you wait long enough, you'll actually get actual options of what to say. So like there's like branching dialogue trees. So that's, that's surprising to me. That, that seems like it adds like a little bit of interesting depth. To, to the proceedings here. It does, and with like how short this game is, like I'm really interested to see if whether or not on my second playthrough, if I, um, if like if it plays differently. So like, um, not to sort of to be vague with like one of the early on chapters, you're walking into a hotel where the mission's in, and you're talking to the the reception receptionist. She stops you. And, like, that conversation could go – it really could go any way that you really wanted to, whether or not you completely cut her off or if you actually will sit back and listen and, like, pick and choose one of the dialogue options. Like, um, it actually, like, flowed like an actual, like, conversation. It was really weird. And later there on – This is for, for you not answering? Well, that's the thing. That's what I sort of want to see. Oh, yeah, like, um, at the very beginning of the game, when you're, uh, like, I guess, like, being introduced to that system, like, me being me, like, I'm mashing A, like, I'm like, all right, whatever, I just want to, like, start playing. Like, like I said, like, that mechanic is there in place, so, like, as soon as the person starts talking, you're, if you hit A, the option is just to hang up. Mm. So, as soon as I hang up, the mission giver calls back and is like, yo, chill. Let me let me talk. Don't hang up again. And I was All like, right. oh, I was like, whoa, whoa, okay, like this is different. Hmm. Yeah. So it's um, I think it's it's a pretty unique mechanic because I mean most you know any games, most games, a lot of people just mash you the dialogue options. So, uh, it it really falls down to whether or not whether or not it really like I'm not gonna say matters, but like. There's certain dialogue options where, like, if I say certain things, the characters I'm talking to, they would acknowledge that I've said those things. So I want to know what it all means at the end. Because, all right, so let me just, all right, so let me give more about the story. So, like, um, some of the gameplay is, like, um, like I said, it's, like, sort of like my uh, Hotline Miami, where you have to clear the room to make it to the next uh, level. Um, but, it's a, but it's a side scroller, right? It's, it's not a, a top yeah. down. So yeah, so it's a side scroller. Um, when you, you there's like a, a uh, like a 
a bullet time mechanic where like you can use it to uh roll through like enemy fire which i love that you know this is another one yeah this is another one of those games where like if you if you do like a a dodge yeah it's like invincibility invincibility frames so you could do that um if someone's shooting at you you could use the you know the bullet time effect to like slow down time and actually like like you know use your sword to shoot the bullet back at the person um i mean it's and like sort of like with me like i'll figure out a pattern and like i wouldn't really use the bullet time mechanic unless i really needed to so like you could sort of run through a level use a bullet time mechanic or not you could just get to get the timings down right and get through the level um i don't know like it's it's and it's satisfying too. Like it's uh, how it works. Like when you start a level, you uh, if you die, like the it'll cut back and say no, that's not right. So like it's more or less like the character, I guess, thinking about what he's about to do. And once you actually get through the level, or like that one part of the level, he'll uh, like something will pop up on the screen. It was like, yeah, I think that'll work. And, like, it'll flash back to, like, what you did to make that run successful as if, like, you're watching the security, like, footage of that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of, like, how they, they play into that whole world is that um, you're pretty much, like, preemptively thinking about how you're going to tackle the room. Once you actually do it, that's when, like, the level plays back and it's like, hey, this is what you did to make it work. That is – that's – super cool like everything that you're saying is like kind of filling in what i've seen from this game and it really like i i love the visual style of this game and, and comparing it to hotline miami it, it just as an aesthetic is is pretty accurate and i think a great comparison yeah and um i i think it's you know for the price point 15 bucks uh and from what i'm and from what i'm hearing about like the length of the game like that's that's honestly not bad, and yeah, uh, I guess you know I'm gonna I'm probably gonna finish this game, give it like the full review uh, next week. But like preemptively, if you're asking should I play that, I I say you should. I say it's definitely worth like if you like you know indie games, if you like action platformer games, fifteen bucks for about four or five hours, like that's that's not bad. Yeah, I'm really excited that you played this and, and, and think highly of it. It makes me really want to play this game. Yeah, so that's the definite pickup. Uh, next week, I'll give like my full verdict on the finale of the game because I, I feel like where I'm at right now in the story, it's there's like an overarching, overarching like story that's like it's, it's like you'll do a mission and then like your character will have like a nightmare. And you'll get more and more of the nightmare as you're playing through the game. So, like, certain yeah. things will be fuzzy, but, like, the, you know, when you get to the next level, the, something that was fuzzy in that last flashback is now not fuzzy. Or, like, if it's a character saying something at first, it'll be jumbled up. You don't know what they're saying. But then the next level, you'll actually get, like, what they're saying. So it's pretty cool. Definitely yeah, worth looking, sure. you know, looking out for. Definitely if it's on sale. Yeah, some point in the future, as a definite pickup. Go ahead and pick it up. Sweet. Okay. Chris, what else you been playing, man? And uh, 
lastly, I've been playing some some good old Mortal Kombat 11. That good old get over here. That toasty. <laughs> All of that. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 is out, and um, just quick shout out to Nether Realm for all. Well, hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them their props. I mean, I'm definitely gonna give them their props because, um, you know, once again, I feel like since Mortal Kombat 9 that came out on, you know, PS3, Xbox 360, PC, um, and like I think I feel like that was. I don't want to say that was their first quote unquote Nether Realm, like the reform, like the Nether Realm game. Um, right. Granted, like it's still all the same people, but like it's a like a new quote unquote studio. Uh, the Mortal Kombat 9 was, like, the first of the NetherRealm games. And um, since then, like, they they found a formula that worked. And whether it be Mortal Kombat or Injustice, they've taken what's worked and, you know, just built on that. So it, pretty much what I'm saying is if you liked Mortal Kombat 9, if you liked Mortal Kombat 10... Then you'll like Mortal Kombat 11. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's they they've definitely like, and not not even just Mortal Kombat games. Like they've built on what they've done with like the Injustice games as well, and what's worked with those well, and carried that over. That, that's that's what I was gonna say. So like, so take someone like me for example, who has really like not played these games very much um, in their current iteration so i would say i would even go so far to say even last gen versions of these games um so is 11 a good place to jump in for me mm. uh yeah you know you know definitely um now are you asking as opposed to like the like where the lore because i mean it's a fighting game like lore lore is there but it's not like their main reason of playing the game um yeah which is sort of interesting to say because I feel like Netherrealm by far has the title of best, you know, fighting story, like fighting game story. Yeah, like they and know, I think... they know they know how to present their fighting game stories pretty well. Yeah, yeah, the, the presentation the Netherrealm has always been excellent at that. Um, but I mean, even even beyond that, I think what they're extremely good at is determining what people want to do that isn't just fighting another human being like they do a lot of good things well like they do have a cinematic story mode they've got like the interesting the tower of time stuff you know the arcade modes like they there are a customization options like there's a lot of things to do besides just play online and i think that's the key that they that they nail every time and know what's wild about all of that? All right, so let's let's step back some more. So, like you, like we've already said, like I've said, I I I said the story is already great. I finished it. Um, quick verdict on that is that uh, it's about it's a little bit less than what Injustice Two story was. So not really long. You could honestly knock it out in about three to four hours. Um, but what they do is like they use what they built lore wise in Mortal Kombat 9 and Mortal Kombat 10. And with this game, I feel like they give it a good, 
I want to say like they 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 leave the game at a good point where they could really do whatever they want now, lore wise. So is it? They leave I, it I, yeah. I, 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 I might I might need spoilers on that. <laughs> I I need to know what that means. And yeah, and and I'll leave it just that. Just saying, like if you're into like the whole like lore and Mortal Kombat, I really want to see where they take it from here because they okay. they can really do a lot with it. Um, but now going to like the gameplay, like you're saying, if you don't feel like just playing against another person in you know PvP, not PvP, but like one on one, you have your um, you have like your arcade ladders, uh, which they borrowed from like the Injustice, where like every it rotates, like every couple of hours, every week, there are certain ladders that reset, so you're not really stuck playing like the same arcade ladders all the time. There, right. yeah, like, and this sort of like one of those like what if things where like you're playing against a certain character and uh, you know you have like you're on a ship and like if it, if the ship like gets hit with a wave it rocks and like your character if your character is like on the floor he'll be stunned or something like that like weird stuff like that they'll throw in like weird mechanics um, so you have those type of towers you have. Um, Apparently, like, I was uh, listening to someone talk about it, but there's, like, a multiplayer tower where, like, it's, you know, one-on-one, but, like, the people that aren't in the match apparently could give you buffs or something like that. So something that, like, I think I missed the time on that certain event. So hopefully I could catch it, you know, next time it pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, online. Online is actually really good. Like, it... I feel like the problem that I have with a lot of like fighting games is that the online honestly is trash. Like you're either running into a bunch of like connection errors or trying to get a lobby going is a headache. Um, being able to be in a lobby and also spectate sometimes is a headache. Uh, but Mortal Kombat somehow like they've like I said like they they've done the thing where luckily I guess they. I don't know if they keep their same people or whatnot, but they're able to build on a foundation each year or each game and, like, just keep everything going. So, um, by far, best online lobby, Mortal Kombat 11. It's definitely going to go to that. Um, And then there's, um, like, you're going to hear... All right, so I'll say this. You're going to hear a lot of, like, quote-unquote controversy or... um, Damn, you're going to hear, well, there's two things I want to talk about, controversies, but one of them that you're going to hear a lot about is Mortal Kombat 11's, um, their microtransactions. Or yeah, like that how they, about, talk about that. Yeah, so with me just not finishing the story, like I was like sitting at, I want to say like a good like 100,000, you know, credits or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool, I could go into the crypt, you know, crack, crack uh, open some boxes and like unlock some, unlock some loot. Um that sort of turned into like me spending and it's cool they um they turned the whole crypt experience into you being like some unnamed person going back to Shang Tsung's island and it's like a third person uh like dungeon crawler-esque type of thing where like you go around you use your credits to open up chests and you can um go around and like solve like you know puzzles and like 
I died on an island because I got a puzzle wrong, but it didn't really like penalize me or anything like that. It was just like, hey, you died. Try again. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, right. But it's definitely like a, a good twist on like, I remember like older crypts, just you being, just being like, just, I don't know. It was just like a menu pretty much. <clears throat> so they, they turn it into something like a little bit more, but yeah. Now that like I'm burning like I've burned through most of my credits, um I don't know. Like I feel like that grind is real. Uh you have three different well is it three or four? You have a couple of different currencies in this game that you have like yes. your credits, you have your um like these hearts, uh you have like the these like time crystals, and I wanna say some other stuff that you have to use, like open up chests. Mm. And, of course, they added, like, um, I don't know, it's, like, sort of, like, a mechanic where, like, you have to go in and, like, fuse items to, like, get chest keys. And it's it's really, honestly, it's really, um, like, mobile game-ish. Really? Yeah, like, it's really weird how, like... I don't know, like it feels dirty that I paid sixty dollars and I'm having I'm having to have to deal with all this BS. Ooh. I don't know. Do do you okay I this might be a, a stupid question, so forgive me, but I mean, do you see a way that they can dig themselves out of this hole? Like, is it possible for them to get rid of this or streamline it in some way? Yeah, so uh, a day, what was it like a day before the game came out? Netherrealm went ahead and like put out a notice to like, hey guys, um, you know the 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 way that you get you know currency sucks, and we're currently like reworking it right now, so don't get too mad. And they put this out like before the game really came out, so like they're they're yeah they're they're working on it. Um, they see how like some of the things are a little bit unfair, and the grind is real, so. If you're the type of person that likes to collect, like, all of the artwork in a game, um, a lot of, like, the, I'm not going to say it's the tide behind it, but, like, the brutalities and fatalities, if you want it to show up in the menu, it's tied behind that, and uh, extra costumes are tied mm-hmm. behind, like, this whole crypt thing. Um, but then you can also unlock stuff through the whole... Uh, the Tower of Time stuff. So, like, they, it gives you options on, like, how you get to unlock everything. So I'm not mm-hmm. too mad about that. Um, but uh, this is, like, you know, this is all, like, me playing it, you know, for, I think at this point, two, three days. And, you know, I'm just not getting through the story. I'm just now sort of, like, tackling the towers type of thing. And I'm now, like, trying to, like, mess around with the roster, trying to figure out who I want to really play with. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of this is still new. And, like, I'm saying all this to say, and like, I sort of, I should have sort of, sort of started out with me saying this, but, like, I'm not, you know, a tournament-ready player. Like, I'm a, you know, casual fighting game player. Like, sort of like what I was talking about a couple shows ago. Like, I, I, I play this just to have fun. I'm not playing this to, like, stay in the lab for hours just to, like, you know, get a 50% combo off of someone. Like, I, that's that's not fun to me. I, I It's cool when I watch people do it, but I don't want to really... 
I don't <laughs> I don't want to put that grind in right now. Uh, well, kind of going to to, to this um, idea of the microtransactions in this game. Did you see that there was a um, Reddit user who actually like crunched a bunch of numbers and was like, "Hey, this is gonna cost you like sixty four hundred bucks to get to buy every skin available." Yeah, you're a dumbass if you pay sixty four hundred bucks to buy everything in this game. So that's on you. Like, granted, it's disgusting that it's an option, but you're an idiot if you do that. Like, that's all on you. He he, he says he earned seven hundred and sixty time crystals after playing for four hours. See, I'm, if you I'm, wanted to un, oh, go ahead. If if you wanted to unlock every skin through just the gameplay, it would take. 3,390 hours of playtime. Yeah, that's disgusting. Like, you can't... <laughs> like, I can't even, like, play around and, like, justify, like, making a joke about that. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, granted, like, a lot of that stuff is just skins. So, at the end of the day, like, how important is that? But, like, I understand. Like, people enjoy the skins now in games. Um... And it's something that they said that they're trying to fix. They're trying to, like, work on the grind on that. But, um, and speaking on that, like, talking about skins and, like, like customizing your characters, I feel like a lot of that stuff now is, like, really cosmetic. Um, granted, what I like about this game is that you have, you know how you had, like, variations in the earlier games? Um, this game, this time around, you can actually, like, pull certain movesets and, like, fuse them together to make your own, uh, like, you know, play style. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, like, let's say, like, you're playing a Scorpion, and you wanted, like, certain moves that Scorpion has that are either on one uh, moveset or another. You can now, like, make a moveset where, like, it ties together. That's neat. That's actually neat. So what I want to think is, what I, what I want to know is, you know, down the road when we're looking at, you know, tournament play, like, will tournaments allow people to use their custom variations or will they just, you know, say, hey, you either have variation one or two, you got to, you know, pick one of those. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I it, That's a, kind of the thing is that, like, you... This game seems like it's going to be developing over the course of time, so I think we definitely should continue to check back in on it. Um, like, I, I think there's a bigger topic to be had here as well. Like, in terms of, and maybe we don't have to have this conversation today, but, but I mean, I think that it, it's it's interesting that a lot of these games are coming out. I don't want to say half done that seems unfair but it, it they seem like they're they're coming out with as ideas as concepts and not fully fleshed out in any way like they're 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 not i don't like the idea that these games are nickel and dime i'm sorry i keep going back it's really bothering me like the the, the whole micro, microtransactions thing is really bugging me i hadn't really really heard about it until like you we're talking about it, um, and it's really disappointing because, by all accounts, everything that you said and everything I've heard about this game, like as far as people enjoying it, like they really like it, like they really, really yeah. like. It. 
And what I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like the whole microtransaction thing was Warner Brothers' move. Because you also have to like think back and look at uh, what happened with Shadow of War. And that whole, like... Ooh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so that whole thing was a mess. I feel like uh, this thing might have been something that, like, you know, WB Games was like, hey, we're trying to make this extra money. You had to, like, implement this type of thing in your game. And, you know, they I, I feel like they had their ha- high, uh, hands tied behind their back. So... Because everything yeah. else, because here's the thing, everything else about the game is really good. The gameplay is really solid. Like, I've even like I've even really like delved like delved into like just the gameplay mechanics itself. Like it's more or less like if you played like Mortal Kombat 10, but like they've improved on some things and changed some things up a little bit. So um, yeah. like yeah. all in like all in all, like I like how. Well, I don't know. I want to say if I like this yet. But the remember the X-ray mechanic from Mortal Kombat 10? Yeah, I love it. I love it and hate it at the same time. So in that game, you had a whole bar, and you chose whether or not to save up your whole bar so that you could use an X-ray. In this game, you could only use you could like you could use that X-ray move, which is um it changed the name uh, to Fatal Blow, and you can only use it when you're at a certain percentage of health. And once you actually use it, you can't use it in a match anymore. So, like, if it's, like, a, you know, two out of three, if you use it the first round, you won't have it for the second round or the third round. That type of thing. So, I think, like, that's cool. But it it's now going to force us to actually see those fatal blows more often. Because you don't really have a... You don't really have a, use, a reason not to use it. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like, like a lot of games sort of, like, they give you that, you know, option of, hey, you can use it, but you won't be able to do, like, your enhanced moves. You won't be able to use your defensive options. They right. they change that in this game by giving you two bars of enhancement, like, uh, moves and uh, two bars of, like, defensive options. So it's, it's, like, one of those, like, best of both worlds type of situations. So... At the end of the day, it's really yeah. going to be interesting to see how this works in tournaments. Yeah, and I think that's also the key, too. Like, kind of what you were saying earlier, um, like, I, this game seems like it ha- it brings a lot to people who are both casual and hardcore at the same time. And I know I know, I know, know that seems like kind of a, like a nebulous observation, like, you know, oh, well, duh, Rod, like, of course it would do that. But, I mean, I think that's important. Like, I, I think kind of like Smash Brothers, like, it has the casual, like, it has a casual bent to it, and I hate using that term, but, like, you know, it has a, a, a term for, like, more casual players. Um, it has, uh, and, and also more strategy and things you can do for more hardcore play, and I appreciate that. Like, Mortal Kombat 11, from everything you're saying to me, it seems like it's got both, and that, that attracts somebody like me who enjoys NetherRealm games on a casual level, but, like, I'm hardcore in other fighting games, so... Like, I, it has that ability to hook me in that way, like, if I decide to, to dig deep. Um, but if I just want to mess around, like, for 30 minutes or whatever, I can, like, jump in and do that, and it's cool. And, and, and this is something that, like, if you guys go out and, like, listen to any other reviews or any other people really talking about this game, like, they, they make a really good point to, like, highlight the tutorial in this game. And it's, it's true, like... The tutorial in this game 
it it breaks it down to a point where like let's say like if you're a casual Mortal Kombat player and you don't know how certain mechanics work or like you you've seen it before but you don't know like how you like triggered it or whatever the tutorial mode in this game actually breaks things down to a science where that if you at the end of the day wanted to get really serious about playing Mortal Kombat, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and it's rare to see that in fighting games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it is. So yeah, um, once again, if uh, you know if you're asking me, should I play that Mortal Kombat 11? Uh, I'll go ahead and say, it. go ahead and play it. Uh, play it as a as a pickup if you you know love Netherrealm games if you love fighters um, it's a you know sit back and wait for a sale if you're you know like more or less on like the casual end like I could sort of see like I if I was like super casual on this and I didn't really see myself playing it like that. I, I'll definitely wait for, like, a sale or wait for them to do, like, the complete edition with a K. Um, and then I say I say skip it if you really don't play fighting games. Honestly. Like, I, I, I don't justify the $60 price point for the four-hour story mode. Well, oh, yeah. Right. And, I mean, is anyone really buying Mortal Kombat for the story? Like, really? You asked that, but <laughs> my my days in retail will it would say otherwise, my man. Mm, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing this week, man. All right. Well, with that, you want to go ahead and just jump into some news? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some news. Like I said before, like this episode is like it's really laid back. It's really a slow week. So what's going yeah. on in the news, man? What's going on? What you got this week, Brad? So a couple things here, a couple quick things. Persona 5 had a concert, or I'm sorry, just the Persona series itself had a concert, uh, I want to say this week, uh, when we were recording this, and it was in Japan. They basically, you know, redid a lot of their uh, songs live, and during this presentation, they unveiled the new version of Persona 5, which is called Persona 5 The Royal, and it's very similar to kind of uh, P3P, uh, P4 Gold, uh, Persona 4 Golden, and like other iterations of this game that have gotten uh, upgrades to their, their main game. This is the first Persona, I want to say, that got an upgrade on the same console or the same system because p3p was playstation 3 portable and that was on the what the the psp right yeah um and that was an upgraded version of persona 3 and golden was a vita upgrade for the playstation 2 game so this is like the first one that is not on a portable system or so we think (laughs) and and i think that it looks really good so it's a re-release. It includes things like, and it's not going to be. Let me put this out of the way right now. It is not in any way going to be DLC for Persona Five. Um, I see. I saw a lot of people asking about that, um, and that is something that they made very clear. This is an entirely different game. They are charging, you know, money for like a lot, a mo- not a lot, but you know, they're, they're, it's going to be a separate experience. 
Um, they've got a new opening. They've got a new ending. There's even new music. So that's exciting. They've got a lot of quality of life improvements and kind of the things that you would expect. Um, you know, no, new social links and different enemies, new events, things like that. But the most exciting thing for, you know, players of the, the people who play this game would be that there's an actual third semester without spoiling anything. The game ends at a certain point in the story and you it, it the game sort of like kind of fast forwards through a lot of like a large period of time. So it looks like we're going to be able to play through that time that that the game sort of the story kind of skips over, which is exciting. Like that's actually cool. So um that to me is one of the bigger improvements. Uh the other thing is there are going to be a bunch of new story scenarios in the base or not in the base game. Um, I actually saw the 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 PV for this, the preview video for for this, and they actually showed a bunch of new stuff in there. It was the the gang, the Phantom Thieves, the main characters of the story, kind of in new situations, visiting new places, uh, doing new activities. It looked really in depth. There's a human version of Morgana, and women can't stop. Women and men alike can't stop going crazy over him. <laughs> um, you, wait, oh, <laughs> you sound like you were trying to say something. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, like, when you were saying, oh, this is something that everyone's looking forward to, I was like, oh, he's about to talk about Morgana, isn't he? <laughs> that actually, I'm not going to lie, that actually did catch me off guard. I was not expecting that. Um, and something I am very, very surprised um, I forgot, like, all about. Um, and... Also, there's a new character. There's a very there's a brand new character. Her, her name is Kasumi Yoshizawa, and uh, we don't know too much about her. We just know that she's a transfer student, um, similar to the main character, the, the character you control. Um, and she joins the Phantom Thieves at some point, but we don't know anything else about her. So when she was first revealed uh, a month ago or so, people thought that she was the new main character or or she, they thought that she was fem c is what they said so uh but that's not the case you she's not playable uh, as far as we know and she's just another she's just a main a new main character so those are kind of like the big improvements uh, and it's also not coming to the west until 2020 it'll hit japan later this year um but we won't hit the west until 2020 if i had to imagine i would imagine it would be like it can't be later than Q2. I would hope for Q1, um, given that a lot of the work, the translation work, is, is likely already done, unless they want to retranslate it, which wouldn't be a bad idea. I wasn't a giant fan of the translation in, in Persona 5, um, the original. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, what about you, Chris? Are, does this excite you at all? First and foremost, what I have to say is Makoto is the best girl. Mm-hmm. And she's also yeah. in high school. Oof, yeah. Listen, listen. I'm talking about in game, in like in game. Okay. That's okay. a Jesus Christ, my God. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I've talked about this game in the past. I've talked about how like I loved it. Uh, have I? And, and apparently, like I'm, I was really close to finishing it, but 
I didn't finish it, but I'm at the end of the game. So I'm not, I'm sort of like in between whether or not I should pick it up for 20 bucks now because it's part of the PlayStation 4 greatest hits at 20 bucks. Or should I just wait, you know, a year from now for this complete edition? Which I think I'm just going to wait for the complete edition. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. There's a bunch of like, you know, really good quality of life uh, changes. So I, I think it's cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I'm 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 sort of with you. Like I'm I'm with you as in so far as like it's cool. Uh, it's cool that they're doing this. It's cool that this exists. Uh, I maybe I'll play it one day. I I just I had a hundred and ten hour experience with that game, and it, it I'm not gonna act like I didn't enjoy it. Like it was fun. This is not something I'm rushing to do. So by the time this game comes back out, and I played it at release, so I mean. By the time this game releases, it will have been about two and a half ish years, um, and I, uh, I, I don't know. I think that it could be cool. I do hope that they do get rid of some of the weird stuff. Like there's some weird homophobia in the game that struck me as odd um, and out of place. Uh, I hope that they kind of address some of that stuff. I would also I, the adult relationships also really kind of weirds me out, um, and the fact that people actually go for those is is very strange to me. Um, I don't think that they're gonna get rid of that. I think that people play it for stuff like that, so I doubt they'll address it. But it would be cool if they did. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think that. Um... I think that with the, you know, the popularity that, you know, Persona's getting right now with Joker being a character in Smash Brothers, like, the ball is rolling. Honestly, I feel like they should have capitalized on all of this all now. Like, I sort of wish it was coming out, like, you know, really soon. It's coming out in Japan 2019, coming out in the West 2020. That's a long time. Like, think about it. 2020, well, we're talking about, like, new systems. We're talking about, like, you know, other well, games. Um, well, backward compatibility, you know? True. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little disappointed that they confirmed that this is PS4 only. And that's not going to be on any oh. other system. If it was, if they were going to say not. that this was going to be on a Switch, I would have been totally, you know, for it. So, we'll we'll see. Yeah. And, and like we said... You know, we, we normally take this in the middle of the week. There is there's going to be another announcement later this week. So by the time you guys are hearing this, that second announcement will be out. Whether or not it'd be good, like, you know, we'll see. We'll just, well, I guess we'll just report it uh, next week on next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the other bit of news that I've got for you is that Nintendo, we've got a little bit of a confirmation for kind of a new story we've been following kind of for the last week or two now but it's about the new models for the switch uh, we got a new report from bloomberg actually saying that the uh and bloomberg is a very reputable if you don't know they're very reputable uh, news source for things like this uh, business related dealings but uh, they've got a report saying that a cheaper switch model that has yet to be announced will be um, released by the end of june we have not heard anything um, about the other console or when that is going to be 
out. We don't think that um, it's going to be out anytime soon. I'm not quoting from the article. This is just me talking. Um, but we, we don't think that it's going to be out like at the same time. Uh, what Bloomberg does say, and what I will quote, is that they mentioned it as a, quote, modest upgrade, end quote. Um, and it's also due this year, but I would say maybe November-ish or December or something like that. Um, I think the thing, the, the most important thing to take away from this is that um, it, the the modest upgrade bit is makes it kind of seem like that upgrade is not going to be sub super substantial. Um, I believe the Wall Street Journal kind of said that, or I'm sorry, uh, Eurogamer actually had said that the move was going to be more from like the 3DS to new 3DS. And this new Bloomberg report kind of seems like it is in line with that. Um, I still don't even know what this new, this cheaper one is going to, to really, like what they're going for. Because as I've said before, the current Switch in, in, its, in its form now kind of satisfies like both of those. Like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like this cheaper version is going to. I mean, because like at this at, at this point, they're looking to kill off the their 2ds 3ds line. The right. cheaper model is going to be that entry point into you know, hey, I want to get my kid a Nintendo Switch. I don't feel like paying 300 bucks if they have it at like the 200 dollar price point, where it's just a handheld. Like I see it as it being like just the handheld like no like removable joy cons like it's like it's it's like a slate i feel like it's being like it's its own like one full device being it's being a handheld like with the option of like if you wanted to dock it you can because of like you know how they you know where the charge port is and everything like that but i feel like it being like just a whole solid device being cheaper um I don't want to say $200 price point. I feel like that's what they're going for. Um, and then, of course, that quote-unquote modest upgrade for the Switch that we can get later in the year, um, I guess that's going to be something where it's maybe a better screen. We're looking at bigger, like a bigger like storage capacity, maybe a yeah. better battery life. Like, I feel like it's stuff along the lines of that. Like, nothing too crazy. Bigger battery. Bigger battery life to me would be something like I would see people springing for that. Like I could spring for something like that, but 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 it depends though. Like how much more are we talking? What's going to happen to the middle um, the, the the model now? Like does that get phased out? So at some point we only get the newer version or the older version? Like I don't know if I would like that. I mean, um, they've done that before. That's what happened with the 3DS. Like, they stopped selling the regular 3DS and just focused on the new 3DS and the 2DSs. The new... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean... And trust me, yeah. being working in retail, having to explain that goddamn Nintendo jargon is like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get a new 3DS. Like, wait, are you talking about, like, a new 3DS or are you talking about the new 3DS? There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. That's stupid, right? I'm sorry. Uh, I just had, I just had yeah. a flashback. I just... Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. yeah. I, can see, I can see them doing that. 
And yeah. like, and I guess this, uh, you know, they're they're. I swear to God, if they call it the new Switch, I'm going to fucking lose uh, it. Oh my God. Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> but um, this this upgraded Switch, I could see it either being the same price as it is now, or maybe be like like maybe it being like I think the when they did the whole like new 3ds upgrade i think it was like a 50 dollar upgrade 50 dollar 50 i don't think it was a hundred dollar difference but i want to say they just straight up just got i want to say they just straight up like got rid of the skew and like sold through the rest of them oh yeah yeah that's that that sounds about right that sounds about right um Okay, and this kind of goes into the next topic here, and this is more speculation, so this is kind of why we saved it for last, and we can blow past this pretty quickly. There's not a lot to really say about this, but um, it's been getting picked up at a lot of like other other outlets, but uh, there was a Reset Era thread recently where certain users, uh, some, certain insiders... Uh, who were confirmed by the moderation there that uh, the Xbox Anaconda, that's the code name right now, is going to be significantly better that uh, than that of the PS5. Um, and can again, nothing. Oh, go ahead. Can I say that since we're now in that that time point where we're talking about next gen? Can we just say next yeah. box? Oh god. Listen, so listen, listen. From here on out, if you hear me say next box, just know that I'm talking about this this X, Xbox Anaconda. I'm just gonna call it the Xbox All right. the next box. Okay. So yeah, so carry on. I just wanted okay. to say that. Thank you. <laughs> um Yeah, so I mean I Again, nothing too too big. However, I just I thought it was interesting to bring up because, um, you know, we're we're getting into this kind of pre E three mode. You know, we only have, you know, a month and a half ish left um, until E three, maybe if that. Um, so people are you know rumors are starting to go around. We're starting to hear certain things, um, and I just wanted to actually pose the question to you, like. What do you think the uh, – um, I mean, it, does this surprise you in any way? Like, Because for me, it doesn't. Like, I think PlayStation – Sony got out there uh, last week, and they were saying, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we're not afraid. We're not scared. Like, you know, we're going for – we're going for the upgrade, like the big, the big one, you know, and, you know, your move, checkmate, you know, or whatever, or check, I should say, you know. Um. Do, do you think that this has merit, this this rumor? And I, I usually, like we talked about before, we usually don't do, like, a lot of rumors like this. And, I, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time speculating. But, you know, I, I think we haven't really talked a lot about the next gen for Xbox yet. Um, we talked a little bit about Play Anywhere and, like, the future of the, of, you know, digital future and everything. But we haven't really talked about the console aspect. Like... What what do you think that looks like? Is is it? What do you think? Okay, so I, listen. At this point, you could have the strongest like supercomputer like out there, like super system, super saiyan, super system, 
blue super system. I don't care what you want to call it. If you don't have the games, if you don't have like the reason for me to buy your system, like if it's the same as the PS5, is the same. If it's the same as me, like upgrading a PC, like it doesn't matter. Like they gotta come and and granted, Xbox they've been building up like they play anywhere. They've been building up the Game Pass. Like they have the services. Like they have that down pat. But if I don't care about these games on these services, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Mm. So let them come with the strongest system. Let them have, you know, the the best hardware out there. But if you don't have the software, if you don't have like a reason for me to buy, you know, the next box, I I can mm-hmm. care less. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I think that the ball is really in their court, in Microsoft's court right now, to to really wow us, uh, the consumers. And really kind of get out there and say, hey, look, this is what we understand what we messed up with Xbox One. We don't want to do that again. We don't want to go down that road. So let's not. Um, and but, here's I, the thing, I, but here's the thing. Like, what's what's going to wow you? Is it going to be, oh, we have we have a new Halo working on the new Gears, working on a new Forza. Like, we've seen that. Like, that's cool. Like, it... I, at least for me, it's going to take, you know, why don't you bring back like a really like, you know, a franchise, a franchise, franchise from the death. Like I want to see something that like no one's expecting. Hell, give me Half-Life 3, like something that will get people excited, get people like talking about it. Um, You're asking for miracles here. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen, this is, I feel like this is the breaking point for Microsoft. Like they, they have to do this right. Like it's cool that they have. A, it's gonna be cool that they have a really good system, a really like powerful. Hell, the Xbox One X right now is more powerful than the play, uh, PlayStation Four Pro. Like that's a given. But look at sales wise. Like who's who's really going out there for the power of the system? No, people are buying these systems for the games. Mm. so it's you know it's fine and dandy i'm not surprised that microsoft they're putting all this money and power into getting that you know uh powerful system but until you know i want i listen if there's anybody that you know is working for xbox microsoft right now like i want egg on my face on my face right now like i want i want them to be like i want them to go come hard at e3 and uh-huh. just show us something new. Show us something amazing. Show us something that's actually... I take that back. Show us something that's actually going to get released. How about that? Hmm. Oh, wow. Shots fired. Um, I agree with you. I do want them to come, you know, full force. Um, I, I think they will. Like, come E3 time, I think that they will have things to show us. I think they've been holding back deliberately, uh, biding their time and, and really waiting. And I think they've been planting the seeds of, you know, with with um, with Play Anywhere and things like that, which I've talked about incessantly. So I won't continue to, to, to talk about it, but, like... I mean, and they've also bought out uh, developers. So, like, let's not... Let's, you know, we know that they bought out a couple of studios, so they have things in the works. Please, 
I hope these things are great. I hope these things, you know, actually come out. And that's the, I think that's they the... will. I mean, we don't have any reason to think that they won't, right? Like, I mean, like they they just bought these studios last year. Like they like whatever they're working on, we're not going to see till like twenty twenty one or something. Like, you know, we're like we're, we're not going to play those games anytime soon. But like, I mean, they got Obsidian, Ninja Theory. Like, I mean, they got a bunch of really talented studios to to do work for them. And I mean, there's no reason to think that they won't turn ten, right? Like, didn't they just buy? Didn't they buy turn ten? Um, like they they have a bunch of studios at their disposal. Really, it's just about the waiting game. They're waiting out the rest of this gen, praying that it comes the end is swift, and then you know they can move on to the next thing. And we don't have to talk about Xbox One anymore. Like we'll we'll be on to the next thing. And I'm sure they can't wait to get to move on because this gen has been. I think the last year, maybe two, have been a lot better, but those opening years were just yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. So, anyway, just wanted to bring that up really quickly. Uh, I appreciate your impassioned speech. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for news this week. Yeah, and uh, I mean honestly, for like just topic wise, I guess uh, I mean. And we sort of wanted to just, like, sit back and just, like, I guess this is, like, an extended, like, outro for what we normally do. Um, so I want to sit back and, like, you know, thank you guys for checking out the shows, being consistent with checking out the shows, um, checking out our streams and everything. Like, the streams have been pretty fun. Like, like Rod, yo, we need, we, we need you to come out and check out, like... I know. We, we, we need you to be out here, man. Show up for I know. So, uh, show up to some of these smash things. Um, yeah, are we? Are we? Are is something happening tomorrow? Some, nothing's happening tomorrow, right? Because you're doing other stuff. Yes, but I, I am, I'm committing myself for three, three whole hours. Mm, three the, whole hours, you say? See the mm. ending of all endings. The, <laughs> the endings of games. Yes. <laughs> oh. Is there something that we need to tell people about that, or are we not doing that yet? No, like let's uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and hype this up a little bit. So, um, so anyway, so as you know of us, you know, should I play that? If you've, you know, really, you know, you know, if you fuck with us heavy, you know that we used to be, you know, the Media Beast Network. We used to have I, at one point. We honestly had like two, three shows running at the same time. We had our gaming show, which you know, which is should I play that? Which was at one point S rank, which is at one point Gaming Phoenix Radio, which is at one point um, shoot, what else was it? Uh, GPR. GPR. Yo, like all over the place. Like we, you know, we had the gaming thing on on you know down pat. Um, we had the, um, I think we had the, the reactor, which is like our, like, more or less like the slice of life. Like, us just sitting oh, back. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, just, sit, yeah, just sitting back, just talking about, like, you know, relationships, talking about life, just talking about just whatever came up on the show. And then we had another show. We had a show called Should I Play That? The OG nope, Should nope, I. Nope, nope. nope. Oh wait, I said damn. I'm tired, y'all. 
Listen. <laughs> we had plate. Plate. We had, and I'm gonna keep all this in too. I love it. Please do. We had. Uh, should I watch that? And sh- should I? Mm-hmm. Should I watch that? It was the OG should I type of like archetype that we had. And your boy Rod was running the show. So yeah, that, yeah, it was fun. It was one of the most fun times of my podcasting life. So yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and do something you know real special uh, with Avengers Endgame coming out real soon. We're gonna go ahead and do like our episode zero, our tester episode of us reviewing Avengers Endgame. So, right? You got any? What you? What's what's on your mind right now? What are you thinking about that? About Endgame or about bringing the show back? <laughs> about just bringing the show back? Um, you know, full transparency. It's 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 nerve wracking because you know, should I watch that? Is like, you know, it's 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 very special to me. I it is extremely special. Um, if we were going to do anything related to it. Uh, I wanted to be all in. I wanted to um, make sure that it was done right and and not in a, a half-ass way. Um, but you know, it, we're trying it out. Like you said, we're trying this out, and uh, you know, we get good feedback. Then you know, we'll it, you know, and, and obviously, if we enjoy it, which I'm sure we will, you know, we'll we'll keep going with it. Uh, we're still working some stuff out, but you know, behind the scenes. On, on how this this will look, um, you know, the frequency, you know, what we're going to do, how we're, how it's structured. But, you know, I would definitely say for the episode zero, just expect a review um, for now. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep it fun, man. You know, do what we've been doing with this, but just with film. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's all in the name too. Should I, should I watch that? It's, uh, if you could, if you didn't figure it out at this point, uh, it's our, you know, our just, I wouldn't even say just movie podcast, but it's more or less just like film and TV podcast. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. So definitely like it's, um, I feel like we sort of, I guess we missed the, you know, the mark on the Game of Thrones bus with this, but I feel like Endgame was like a really good time to bring something like this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's one of the biggest blockbusters, um, you know, of the year, maybe of the last few well, years. De- decade, my man, decade. Yeah, it's it's definitely giant, and um, and I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the movie for sure. Um, I'm a, I'm I do enjoy the MCU movies generally. Like, you know, I don't really dislike any of them except for like maybe one, and so. Yeah, there's. It's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good ending, and I think this is the like I said, it's this is the best way to to bring this this show back loud and big and yeah, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, so definitely, you know, be be on the lookout for that. We're still we're still trying to like uh, work out whether or not you'll see it on this feed or if you'll see it on its own separate feed. But just just know that you'll definitely hear about it. Like you'll, you'll definitely hear us talk about it on this show 
whether or not if it's either going to be on the speed or on a, like its own separate one or you know whatever happens to it you'll hear about it you know through uh through this show like you know if you're not following us on facebook you should not following us on instagram you should like every all of this is gonna it'll, it'll come together it'll come full circle but um that's you know that's that's that with you know should i should i watch that and that you know it's funny i feel like when we were doing should i watch that i would uh no when we're doing sh- when we're doing should i play that i would always say should i watch that now i think it's now i think it's gonna happen the other way around yeah uh, yeah I absolutely think that's happening. Yeah, I already did it once. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, besides that, anything anything you're really looking forward to? Uh, besides Endgame? Besides, like, movie-wise, or? Uh, just anything in general. Life. Oh, life? Yeah, I mean, I am looking for. You know what I saw the other day that I kind of wanted to bring up is that... Um, uh, World World War Z is it sold two hundred and fifty thousand on the Epic Store in Launch Week. Did you see that? Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it it sold on the Epic Store out of like one million, so like a basically a quarter of the sales. Um, I just thought that was interesting. So um, I don't know if that's something I'm looking forward to, but I just thought that was cool. I just wanted to wanted you to see that um and also Sekiro Shadow Die Twice was the second best-selling game of March and it is the eighth best-selling game of the year so good job Sekiro you probably won't hold on to that for the rest of the year but that's okay you're number one in my heart (laughs) um (laughs) um (laughs) yeah other than those two random bits um I mean there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to honestly like movie-wise we're entering a season that I mean is really shifting gears back to movies for a second. Like I mean, it's kind of scary because uh, I'm doing something called the summer movie wager this year, and damn, I, um, I ran out of time to do that. Uh, you could you could still do it if you submit your list. I think before two fifty nine a.m. Um. But, yeah, like, I'm doing that, and the first four movies I have in my list are, like, Disney movies, which is, like, super terrifying in a way, because, like, Disney owns everything. So the fact that, like, I think the floor for those first four movies is, like, $300 million just domestically is, like, kind of insane. That's kind of insane. That's, like, $1.2 billion that they could generate in revenue alone. Um, that's, that's ridiculous. It's almost unfair. Um, so anyway, it's a <laughs> random thought I had, um, monopolies, you guys. Now, I mean, they, they don't have a monopoly yet, but like they are, they control, Disney controls a wealth <laughs> of, of, of real estate in Hollywood. Now they just finished the acquisition with, with Fox. Um, 20th Century Fox, like, last week or two weeks ago, something like that. Um, and the next day, they fired, like, so many people. Um, I wish I had the actual number in front of me, but it was a lot of people. A lot of people lost their jobs. It's really, really sad. Um, but, 
anyway. Yeah, that's, Sorry, yeah, that's tough. Damn. <laughs> One way to, to wrap up that segment. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, but I mean, other than that, everything's looking good. I like things. I'm not looking forward <laughs> to Days Gone. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm sort of looking forward to Days Gone a little. I'm not gonna say I'm looking forward to it. Let me not say that. I'm gonna play that game. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm. That is a video game I will buy. I will purchase and and play. Uh, and if I like it, great. I want to like it. And if I don't, well. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like, I feel like it's not going to be a horrible game. It's not, we're not walking into, like, another Anthem. Or we're not walking into another Super Dragon Ball Heroes. True. True. I, 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 no, we are not. We are not walking into that. Um, thankfully, I don't think that I'm like when I purchased Anthem, like I wanted to like it so bad because I, I, you know, the concept was cool, Bioware, whatever, but like, I, it was just, it was a thoroughly unenjoyable experience. I don't think I can do that to myself again, like so soon, you know, like, I don't know if I can unwillingly like just trudge through another, excuse me, trudge through another game so soon after Anthem like that. Like, I can't do it to myself. I love myself too much. So... Yeah. I, have, I, have faith in, uh, I have faith in Sony. I feel like they're not gonna... We're not gonna... We're not gonna go through another, you know, horrible experience like that. So, um, at this point, you know, you know, the game's gonna be out if you listen to this. The yeah. game is out if you listen to this. Um, I don't know. Let us know. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page what you think about Days Gone if you picked it up. Um... If you join us on a stream, let's talk about it there. Uh, no, let's, let's let's start let's start the discussions on the on the Facebook page. Like we normally say, yeah. the face our Facebook page is, I guess, our home, the oh. mecca of where you know a lot of these things go down. So, um, which I feel like I feel like um, a lot of people don't like. I don't know. How do you feel about Facebook personally? Like, are you are you, I know that you're sort of on and off it, I guess. Not really. Mostly off. Most, mostly yeah. off. Not gonna lie. Mostly off. Um, but, I mean, as far as a personal level goes. But, you know, it, what do I think of Facebook? I mean, I think they've done some real scummy shit in the last, like, year, you know, or two, if you've been keeping up with that. Um, with, you know, Russian interference and everything. But, um but yeah, I, I the, the Facebook as a platform, as a social media platform, I feel like has kind of, you know, I think it has evolved. It's evolved it to a degree that where other platforms can kind of thrive off of that concept, like Instagram. Um, I think it's in some ways become the new Facebook. Um, you know, I hear people. You know, I'm I'm in my late twenties. You know, like I hear people say you know here's my insta you know or instagram or whatever like more often than you know oh here's my facebook like it was you know weird I mean? it was weird like uh also being in like my late 20s as well like that I, I think that like when you at least for me being you know a, a single late 20 something i i've i've 
received more Instagrams that, than I've had phone numbers, and I feel like that's the norm now. It's like exchanging Instagram yeah. accounts than phone numbers. Yeah, and it's wild to me personally because it's like Instagram to me is like for a very specific purpose, and that's like to share photos, like this to post photos and to like watch other people's photos like or see them like that's to me that that's what it is but it, that's not what it is to a lot of other people it's um it's actually um it's a chat it's for chat it's for keeping up it's for what facebook has done i think facebook is really good i mean obviously we use it for the for the show purposes which is great i, I think i think it works fantastic and i think you know what it is right now is is great for what we need it for um but i think instagram has also taken its place in a lot of significant ways like as far as a true social media like evolutionary concept like i think it it is instagram right now like you know um Hmm. i wonder if i should like figure out if i could stream gameplay on instagram I'm sure you probably could. What is it? They have Instagram TV now, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Yo, I'm twirling my mustache right now. Let me go ahead and figure out something. And then also, you know, just us talking about like the whole Facebook thing. And we're sort of wrapping this up too. Um, how about a Discord? Would you guys be interested in like having like a. Uh, should I. <laughs> Man, I am tired. I was about to say, yeah, like, should I should I watch that Discord? No, should I play that Discord? Would you guys like you know? Do you guys use Discord? Would you guys actually you know come in? Let's talk. Let's you know do you know talk about like just games or just like link up and play games together? Uh, that's something down the road that I, I want to potentially do. So. Um, if you guys know me personally, know Rod personally, or uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, or follow us on our streams, follow us on Instagram, let us know. Like, I really, I'm interested about this. I'm excited. I think I might just make it right after the show. Who knows? Ooh. But anyways, right. but anyways, rolling out the red carpet on ourselves. Rod, what you got? Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. I say this every week. I'm going to continue saying this every week because I can't thank everyone enough. I'll never stop being thankful for everybody who tunes in. Um, I'll never stop being thankful for everyone who checks out the streams. Um, If you're checking out the streams, Chris is the man. I'm going to join these streams at some point soon, I promise you. But in the meantime, he and Cedric uh, have been killing it um i've caught some after stream footage and um it's great like these guys are really doing very well and the numbers are really cool um and very impressive for people who like this is we're gonna be on episode 10 next week so that's really exciting but like you know um thank you for tuning in the stream thank you for tuning into this and definitely uh following up what chris said definitely let us know ratings help us uh, we're not asking for money here um, at all. Like, you know, we're asking for, I, I would say, if you want to do something for us or support us in any way, not only listening will help us, but ratings. Like, just, you know, give us however many stars you think we deserve on um, any of the platforms that you're listening to this on. Um, iTunes is a big one. You know, anything like that kind of helps us. 
So, you know, definitely support us through that method for sure. But thank you guys again for listening. Yep. And just to piggyback off of that, you know, shout out to our top fans on Facebook. You know what's funny? The whole top fan thing on Facebook is its own subculture, like, meme at this point. Like, if you go on, like, a page, like a popular page, someone will post something about something. If you go into the comments, I promise you, someone would say, um, oh, I'm just here to, you know, show off my top fan badge. Like, shout out to our top fans. We have top fans, and it's awesome. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, shout out to everyone that showed out in the streams this past week. Uh, we had two Smash Brothers streams. Uh, really good, like, community feedback from the second one. Like, we had, like, over, like, 200 comments. It was amazing. Uh, keep that up. We're going to try and do it at better times where you guys are actually awake. We've lately only done them, like, really late. Uh, but let us know, you know, what you guys think. Uh, like Rod said, we're not asking for money. But liking, commenting, and sharing. Sharing has really helped us out lately. So uh, with us hitting these numbers, like, that's, you know, well in part because people are sharing our content. So thank you for anyone that's hitting that share button. That's really helping us out. Shout out to, like I said, Seth the Second from Sasquatch Gaming. Uh, check out this stuff. They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. Right now, they're, like, on a content hiatus. But, um... I mean, with the excitement of like you know doing this stuff with uh, with us, they're they're in the works of, of you know getting the content back off the ground. So um, that's what it's all about is like you know uh, just everyone like doing what they enjoy doing. Like I I I like that. I like seeing and like talking to people that want to get into this whole podcasting or getting into streaming. Like just do it. Just go out and just have fun and enjoy what you're doing. Um, exactly. But, at the end of the day, that's you know that's what it's all about. Uh, this is Chris and Rod, you know, signing out for another episode, episode nine, almost on the double digits. I can't wait. Oh man, that's gonna be a celebration. Yep. But guys, you know what it is: drink more water, moisturize your ankles, take your vitamins, eat your greens, don't sweat the small stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Read more. Especially if you disagree with the things that you're, you know, you're reading. Just just read about it. See what, see why you're disagreeing with what you're disagreeing with. Keep people around you that will tell you the truth. Because those are the people that really matter at the end of the day. Be humble and curious. And last and not least, guys, stay beastly. Peace out. Catch you on the flip side. Peace.